Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hosts. Shayna Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Good Tuesday evening to everyone, and welcome to your family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I am excited and honored that you have opted to join us this Tuesday night. It is Tuesday, April the 28th, 2015, and I hope all is well with you and your family, friends, and your communities. Because tonight, we have one uh, very timely and intriguing topic that affects everyone, and I literally mean everyone. Tonight, Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. We'll put the spotlight on drug abuse. In particular, we will be talking about the abuse of opiums, opiates. Uh, in particular, to get more specific, we're talking about heroin use. That's tonight on this show, a very serious and critical topic that's always relevant uh, for adults and youth. So you have to stay with us. Tonight's show is going to be a good one. So go ahead and message all of your family and friends, your neighbors and colleagues, and let them know to tune in right now. And remember, this is your family radio talk show. All of our topics are geared to affect and impact everyone in the national community. Of course, this show is for everyone. We don't isolate anyone, and it's a show that you can feel comfortable and confident that even the children can listen to also, live every Tuesday night. Now, if you happen to miss any of our live airings, you can always go back and listen to the replay podcast. It is easy as pie. Simply visit www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. It's a wonderful, uh, newly designed, easy-to-navigate website uh, that will take you right where you need to be to listen to any on-demand episode. So do go to our website and let us know what you think. Well, it's your show, so we're going to get to the topics that matter to you. Again, tonight, Spotlight is on drug awareness. Before we bring in our two leading experts, and these individuals certainly know a lot about abuse, uh, we're going to get there. We're going to talk about prescription drug use also. So we're going to go there because there is a thought of thinking uh, for a lot of people that once uh, prescription drug use uh, has settled Unfortunately, they believe these same individuals can go to other street drugs. So, of course, the abuse of any drugs, be it legal or illegal, obviously we want individuals to get rehabilitated and get on the road of success. And I have one amazing drug counselor, a celebrated a drug counselor with us tonight that's going to point out some key factors that will get you there. I'm excited about this show, and hopefully you are too. Okay, so lend me your ears for just a few seconds for some very important messaging. Most car accident victims worry more about the damage to their vehicles than they do their own bodies until it's too late. Find out if you have any soft tissue injuries or hidden injuries 
that can lead to a lifetime of unnecessary suffering. If you've recently been involved in a car accident and don't know what to do next, don't suffer another day. Call 770-757-0551. I'm not a survivor just because I lived through the attempted murder on my life. I'm a survivor because in spite of the attempted murder, I never gave up. This is Sherry Graves, author, inspirational speaker, and CEO of Beyond Your Scars. I'm very excited to partner with Shayna Thornton, host of Let's Talk America. For 25 years, I've lived with second and third degree burn scars covering 30% of my body and a house fire that was set to kill me. Now, that flame continues to burn as my living testimony. I invite you, I challenge you to join my Embrace Your Scars and Redefine Your Beauty Experience campaign. I really need your help to spread the word that there is beauty in the deepest places of our scars. My mission is to set a new trend that will spread throughout the world. Connect with me on my website, www.sherrygraves.com, where you can also purchase my tell-all book, A Fire Within, Someone Set a Fire and Left Me for Dead, inspired by my true life story. And stay tuned for the debut of my Beyond Your Scars YouTube channel and blog. As a licensed clinical social worker, I offer personal development keys at my seminars, keys that help transform how I feel about myself. Now, I'm sharing these same keys to empower you to feel better about yourself. As a survivor of sexual assault, domestic violence, and attempted murder, I represent women and men all around the world. If you are looking for a speaker, someone who not only works in my professional career with survivors of abuse, but because of my own personal experiences with these same victimizations, my passion is to share love, hugs, and education in support of your organization. Email me at s and the number one grave at msn.com to join my campaign and simply say, Shelly, I want to be a part of keeping the flame burning. Thank you, God, for healing my deepest wounds, transforming them and redefining what true inner beauty is to me. Now, I feel you to embrace your scars. I'm Sherry Grace. Love you. As always, stay blessed. Thank you. Our printing company, Lindemann Press, in McDonough, Georgia, is locally owned and operated by Ron and Cynthia Manson. We're glad to say this year, Miniman Press International was once again rated in January the number one printing franchise in the printing industry by Entrepreneur Magazine. This is the 21st time overall that we have achieved this stellar rating. Our products, we print anything from brochures, tickets, booklets, embroidery on shirts, banners, promotional items, business cards with special coding, wedding invitations for your special day, and so much more. Our services. Our mission is to provide quality products and services timely and at a competitive rate. We help businesses to grow through feedback, advertisement, and direct mailing. We are committed to building long-term relationships with customers and employees. Our website is McDonough, 
Our phone number is 770-957-0012. Our address is 870 Hampton Road, McDonough, Georgia, zip code 30253. It's one half mile off of I-75. We take pleasure in meeting and exceeding our customers' expectations. Do know that we appreciate and value all of our national partners and sponsors. For more information on any of our sponsors, please visit www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. More detailed information there for your liking. Well, we would also love to hear from you if you've got any feedback on the show or if you're interested in knowing any of the upcoming show topics or celebrity guests. Of course, reach out to us. Send us an email by connecting at Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. Again, that's Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. And connect with us on the various social media outlets that are out there. If you're on the fabulous Facebook, certainly look us up by our handle, which is Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. And also, if you love sending those tweets, connect with us. SS Thornton is the handle there. Of course, put in the show's name in any of your favorite search engines, and you're bound to find our specific uh, handles on all of the sites, the social media sites out there. Connect with us. We do follow back. All right, everyone. Well, I am very interested in knowing more about drug use, in particular opiums, opiates, uh, heroin use in particular for tonight's news segment. But before we get started in keeping with tradition, I would like to share words of inspiration for tonight's segment. Someone unknown once said, a bend in the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. Again, someone unknown, anonymous, once said, a bend in the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. You know, life can throw many curveballs. Some may have to do with your own decision-making, some not. Maybe it's just the luck of the draw. But either way, we have to keep pushing in life. We have to keep going. We have to keep pedaling that bike no matter what. And if you hit that bump, just go right over it. And I promise you things will eventually get better. So stay in there. Stay in there for the long haul, for the long fight, because you deserve the end result which, of course, is better than where you are right now. All right, everyone, let's get started with tonight's segment. You know, according to the Foundation for a Drug-Free World, there are around 9.2 million heroin users worldwide, and it is believed that 150,000 to 900,000 actually live in the United States. Of course, it is hard to track specific numbers, but that is a rough estimate. You know, there is a growing concern right now that the drug is gaining popularity. And tonight, we will put the spotlight on, of course, uh, drug abuse, drug addiction, in particular those with opiums, opiates, uh, whatever you call them, it's the same concept, and we are targeting heroin use. So it's a very serious topic. Please, again, message all of your family and friends, those especially that are guardians and parents. They need to hear this show. Uh, if you are in the midst of your addiction, you have to hear this segment. If you've ever battled with addiction of any sort, you have to stay with us if you have a child or brother or sister battling alcoholism, battling uh, 
crack cocaine addiction, battling cocaine or methamphetamine, whatever it is, you have to stay with us because we are talking about heroin. And, of course, there are many elements of drug addiction and drug rehabilitation that all go together. And we're going to get started right now. Uh, And, of course, I'm intrigued by this topic because there's a lot to know. Our first guest is Cal Simon, of course, he's Director of Policy and Advocacy at the Center for Lawful Access and Abuse Deterrence, and we're going to go to him right now. Listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. It's Tuesday night, and the topic tonight is heroin use in America. It is a hot topic right now. Uh, You may know someone, unfortunately, who has abused this drug or has experimented with heroin, but it is a serious issue in America right now. And my exclusive featured guest for tonight's segment is Cal Simon. He is Director of Policy and Advocacy at the Center for Lawful Access and Abuse Deterrence. How are you this Tuesday night? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me this evening. We are uh, very uh, much looking forward to this conversation. It's one that's very serious in nature. Again, drug use, drug abuse of any sort, uh, Cal, is very disturbing, and the spotlight tonight is on heroin. Um, You know, I recently read that heroin overdose threat, uh, deaths rather, have increased. You have to tell me this. Why has this occurred? Well, You know, we're in the midst right now of a prescription drug abuse epidemic, and that's something my organization is working to reduce. But because of the efforts that we've taken, some of them a little too heavy-handed, we've seen a reduced supply of pain medications, uh, so opioids like oxycodone and hydrocodone or Vicodin. Um, And so because of them uh, being, there being less of them available for abuse, uh, it's thought to be associated with the evolution of the heroin epidemic. So... Right now, heroin is obviously cheaper, easier to access than prescription drugs because of some of these policies that have gone a little too far. So naturally, people who abuse prescription drugs, uh, we've seen them transition to some extent to heroin. You know, let me ask you this. When you talk about opiates, you're obviously saying that there is a connection between uh, the legal prescription opiates such as Oxycontin and heroin, of course, a street drug that's illegal. You know, is it safe to say that opiates in general, such as Oxycontin, that the prescription use um, has gone up? I know you're saying that there have been some advocacy or policy issues that have decreased individuals getting it, but I guess in general the abuse of those drugs have gone up? Well, so yeah, you know, back in the early 2000s, we saw a lot of doctors just doling out these medications, and that was the proliferation of what we call pill mills, which led to people having, you know, 90-day supplies of Vicodin whenever they were getting their wisdom teeth taken out, which was not the best way to do it. So we've, seen, we've implemented a lot of policies like safer prescribing standards, making sure people are getting drug tested uh, when they're on these medications, not giving them too, many, uh, too big of a supply if they don't need it. And so we've actually seen those prescription drug-related overdose deaths level off. So we are seeing progress on that front. But in some cases, we've seen a lot of reports, for instance, out of Florida where people cannot get access when they have, for instance, stage 4 lung cancer. And so there are, you know, people who are really desperate who are in chronic pain who are actually turning to illicit drugs. And that's a very scary thing, especially when you think about heroin and, you know, looking at someone like, Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, the Oscar-winning yes, actor who, yes. who passed away from, from a heroin-related overdose, it's a very dangerous drug that has no medical use, and so we want to make sure that we're getting ahead of this and not getting people addicted to prescription drugs and then turning to heroin. There's about a 15% connection that we've seen from people who 
go from one to the other. You're listening to Let's Talk America with your host, Shayna Thornton. It's this Tuesday night, and our segment tonight is heroin use in America. It's a serious issue. If you don't think it impacts your family or friends, I assure you that someone in the community or close by is suffering from this very serious uh, disease because addiction is a disease. Our featured guest, again, is Cal Simon. He is the Director of Policy and Advocacy at the Center for Lawful Access and Abuse Deterrence. You know, uh, Cal, tell me this, or, you know, I know the impact of heroin abuse um, is pretty serious, but explain what that looks like uh, for a typical family or for community or society, that abuser of heroin. Well, this is obviously a big societal cost, and we have people who are dying because of of heroin-related overdoses, so we want to make sure that we're not, you know, having the the cost of healthcare going up because of people going to the emergency room or because of death, loss of productivity, increased crime the cost of the criminal justice system. But what's really interesting is that a decade ago, um, heroin-related, heroin was actually something that was more associated with middle-aged black men. Uh, we've now seen that go where the demographics have shifted to uh, white, white men age 18 to 44, and it's actually very prevalent in the Northeast and the Midwest. So we're seeing where this has gone from, you know, this, this street drug to something that is kind of suburbia's hidden secret. And so... Uh, it is really something, like you said before, that's going to affect anybody, and we're actually seeing that 23 people are dying each day from heroin-related overdoses, and that's triple what that was in 2010. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's something that can affect anybody. Uh, so we have to make sure that we're putting policies in place that make sure people do not become addicted to drugs and that they're getting the treatment they need when they need it. You know, when we talk about drug abuse, obviously experimentation has to come into the conversation. And unfortunately, that means we have to put the spotlight on youth. You know, Kyle, I know you said that at at one point this was considered, according to the statistics, a uh, disorder disease that affected um, African-American men, middle age. Uh, Now it's obviously more, you're saying, uh, Caucasian men. What about the youth? How early do we know that, uh, for instance, some youth can start um, serious opiates such as heroin? Well, I think the big thing is if you look at uh, young people, we're actually seeing where a lot of them are starting to take, first off, they don't view prescription drugs as a serious threat, which okay. is completely not correct. This is something, these are medications that uh, can be, you know, life-saving and can be, help people lead healthy, productive lives when they're taken appropriately, but when they're not, they can be deadly. So a lot of young people don't view them as a serious issue, and so they start with, um, you know, these medications for ADHD and anxiety, and they look at them as, as study tools to help them stay up and cram for a test. And that can lead to an addiction. And so we've actually seen in Georgia, for instance, whenever people are dying from either heroin or prescription drug-related overdose deaths, that uh, Adderall, for instance, I'm sorry, Xanax is actually one of the most frequently found medications in the body of these people who are overdosed. Oh, wow. So they're starting with these, these medications that may not be perceived as very serious, but they mm-hmm. really are. And one really good policy we're looking at is in Ohio, the uh, state legislature passed into law a requirement for youth, for, for students in public schools to be educated about uh, the risks associated with prescription drug-related uh, prescription drugs, yes. making sure, again, that people have an understanding that they are, they can be deadly if they're not taken appropriately. Mm. You know, uh, obviously you um, have advocated there is a connection between uh, legal prescription drugs, opiates in particular, and street heroin use of it. You know, is there any connection with prescription drugs of that sort and cocaine? Because I know one is a considered a downer and one's an upper. Any affiliation or connection? You know, I think it really goes to the stimulants looking at, um, you know, for instance, uh, Adderall, 
is the uh, the actual uh, branded name of the drug. But Adderall is a stimulant that people use for uh, ADHD medications, and so uh, similar to cocaine, it does, like you said, have that uh, that upper uh, euphoric feeling that can come from it. So it's not. I, I don't know what the actual statistical connection okay. is, but it's not hard to see the jump from A to B there. Mm-hmm. Drug use is the topic tonight on Let's Talk America with your host, Shayna Thornton. To get more specific, we're talking about heroin use in America. It is a serious, serious problem, and if you are a parent, guardian, or community member, this segment is for you. It's for everyone, and Cal Simon is our featured exclusive guest for tonight's show. You know, Cal, uh, you know this better than I. There are many health effects, or negative health effects, rather, um, that are associated with heroin. The obvious is overdosing, which a lot of it can be fatal which means death for everyone out there, of course. You know, spontaneous um, abortion, development or collapse uh, veins, infection of the heart lining and valves, um, liver and kidney disease, which can be fatal. You know, those are all the physical aspects of it. Again, a lot of those, of course, can be fatal, ending in death. You know, Cal, uh, from your uh, viewpoint as an advocate, you know, what sort of emotional struggles are connected with heroin use? Well, if you look at just the effects on, uh, you know, not, not only on the person who's, who's abusing this, abusing heroin, but looking at uh, societal aspects, so, you, you know, family, that, that definitely has an impact on that. Your productivity, uh, we've seen crime skyrocket in areas where heroin abuse, specifically, like I said, in the Northeast and the Midwest, where uh, that's, a, that's a bigger problem than elsewhere in the country. We've seen crime go up. And what, what really a result of that is, is people going into um, unfortunately, we look at it from an angle where we think it should be focused on drug courts, making sure people are getting uh, getting addiction treatment whenever they have these disorders, rather than just putting them behind bars. Because when they come back out, you know, addiction is a disease. We need to make sure that we're treating people so they can get their lives back on track. So, drug courts, addiction treatment, those kinds of policies, we think, are really going to uh, reduce the societal uh, and, and and the cost to our criminal justice and healthcare system. You know, when we talk about the war on uh, drugs, and I'm talking about any drugs, if we're talking about heroin, we're talking about cocaine, crack cocaine, methamphetamine, whatever drug it is, because they're all poison, obviously, to the human being um, and our adventure, our journey here. You know, when we talk about it in sense of, you said that heroin use is sort of the hidden secret of suburban life, or I don't care if you're even talking about city life or urban life. I guess, in a sense, you have to be affiliated with that sort of activity to be aware of of it. Has that made the war on drugs or in heroin in particular harder to fight because it's almost sort of a secret society, if you will, Cal? Well, it's made it difficult, especially because, you know, we're facing now, like I said before, the, the pendulum now that we've implemented some policies to reduce the supply of opioids in the, in the drug uh, supply chain, we've seen people who have a legitimate need turning to, turning to, to illicit drugs like heroin. And so we're having, it's kind of a two-sided problem that we're having where people who, you know, the Institute of Medicine estimates that 100 million Americans are suffering from chronic pain. So they need these medications. And because of very heavy-handed policies uh, from the feds, we're not, people are not able to get these drugs or get these medications. And so now they're turning to these other substances. So we're trying to look at one side of the argument, one side of the issue, which is, you know, making sure people have access to legitimate uh, medications like Oxycontin, um, but at the same time also trying to stifle access to heroin because that doesn't help anybody. We don't see a legitimate medical need for it. So it's a two-handed approach that we have to take. Mm-hmm. And what it ultimately comes down to is showing compassion for people on both sides of this issue. Now, the 5% of people who are abusing 
prescription drugs and turning to heroin, making sure that the 95% of people who are taking prescription drugs meaningfully and needing because they need them, making sure they don't have unrestricted access and turn to that as well. So it's a really complex problem that requires uh, it requires activity and participation from all sectors of society. So uh, it, it, it certainly, like, like the CDC says, it is an epidemic. You know, obviously there are different perspectives on how to fight the war on drugs, but what we all can agree to, and I know you'd agree with this, Cal, is that, you know, addiction is a disease and it needs to be treated and targeted. You know, from your viewpoint, I know you're an advocate, obviously, with CLAD, the acronym for the organization you're with. You know, what treatment is available for heroin use or other individuals uh, that abuse any of the opiates, be it the legal prescription ones? There's a couple different things. So addiction treatment, um, well, first what we advocate for is to make sure that when people are on prescription drugs, uh, prescription opioids, that they are getting regular uh, urine drug testing, for instance, to make sure they're not misusing or diverting their medications, that they're taking the proper amount so that they don't don't develop a substance use disorder and potentially turn to an illicit drug. So that's the first part of it. But as far as actual addiction treatment, there are medications like uh, buprenorphine or methadone that you can get from addiction treatment facilities uh, to, to get back, you know, get your life back on track. And so those are, those are medications that we advocate for you. But what's interesting is that uh, we've seen in Wisconsin, for instance, recently the governor there who is considering running for president actually in 2016, he's proposed as part of his budget that people who are getting, who are applying for public benefits such as food stamps or Medicaid or whatever it might be, um, but they actually get this, they, they get urine drug tested, but if they fail, uh, they get free access to addiction treatment, which we do support, but at the same time, we don't want people who, you know, who need, who need those benefits the most to not have to, because that furthers the stigma of getting addiction treatment, of getting uh, public health benefits when you're down on your luck. So, again, I think it comes back to a policy of, of showing compassion for people who have addiction, because, again, it is a disease. Okay, definitely. It is a disease and a very serious one that affects all communities, all walks of life. I don't care what ethnicity you are, what you look like, what gender, it affects everyone. You know, tell me this, Cal, and you may know it, how effective is treatment? Because I know heroin, when you hear individuals who have been on it, a lot of those celebrities, it is a tough, tough habit to kick. How effective is the treatment out there currently? It's getting better and better. There's actually a, a good article in the Washington Post magazine last Sunday about a new medication. It's an injectable form of addiction treatment. And so what it does, it blocks the effects of uh, both alcohol and uh, opioids, so for anything that's opium-derived. So, for instance, if you're addicted to um, OxyContin and you actually get this once-a-month injection, it's a little expensive, so it's difficult to access at this point, but it's a very new medication and it's shown to be very effective. But you get this once a month, and so you basically have no – it blocks the, the, the receptors in your head, that you know, in, your, in your brain, that make you want these medications so, or makes you want these drugs. So there are – we're getting more sophisticated okay. with our addiction treatment methods out there. But also, you know, just regular county health departments that can actually uh, do urine drug testing and making sure that they can give you uh, access to, to addiction treatment medications like methadone and buprenorphine. They are shown to be very effective, but it requires frequent communication with your physician. It requires uh, that you actually, you know, take your medications, not divert them. Um, that people are uh, subject to prescription monitoring programs whenever they get these meds to make sure they're not doctor shopping. So there are a lot, it's a very uh, complex approach, but uh, whenever people are meaningfully participating in addiction treatment, it is very effective. Mm. 
definitely. Count Simon is with us tonight. The topic is heroin use in America, uh, different perspectives to it, but we all can agree, again, that drug use is a sad disease and one uh, that seems to be ever-present, unfortunately. You know, before you get out of here, Cal, with us, you know, obviously when we talk about drug addiction of any sort, it's sad, it's disappointing, um, and it's really unneeded, unwarranted. But so many parents listen to this show um, every Tuesday night, and, of course, they don't even want their kids experimenting with anything, their prescription drugs for their, you know, the tooth procedure that they had at the dentist earlier in the week or whatever is going on. You know, right now, what's your advice to parents or guardians that are listening who don't want their kids to have to be the one who ends up in and out of rehab? Obviously, you're right. There is some effective treatment out there for some individuals, but I think we all can agree don't even touch it is the best thing if we can reach them as early as possible. What's your specific advice? Because in your position, you've seen a lot of different things come your way. Yeah, I really think making sure that your families, uh, your family members are taking proper dosage of medications as directed by a healthcare practitioner, making sure you're frequently visiting and thoroughly communicating with your healthcare provider. And there's some really good consumer awareness information available at lockyourmed.org. Okay. Uh, we've seen a lot of times where, for instance, grandparents uh, will put these medications that they have for, you know, whatever pain they might have or whatever disease or issue they might have. Um, and, you know, grandkids can get a hold of those things, and that's very, that can be very dangerous. They can get those out to the community and you know, to their friends, and, uh, you know, God knows where that goes. So LockYourMeds.org has some good safe storage and disposal tips uh, for families to make sure that we're not getting these medications into the wrong hands. And, again, frequently communicating with your physician and making sure you're adhering to those proper doses and frequently mm. taking those meds. A wonderful advice. It always starts with communication. And again, uh, like he said, the simple thing, lock up the prescription medications, of course, that are not intended for those young teens, those teenagers, or those small kids, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And have the conversation. Go ahead, Carol. I was going to say, you can check out our comprehensive strategy for reducing prescription drug abuse and other tips at CLAAD.org, C-L-A-A-B.org. Yes, wonderful. Thank you. And do connect with the organization. And, and before we get out of here again, I just want to echo what you're saying. Keep the communication lines open. And also, more specifically, right, Cal, that, you know, for these parents to explain to kids that using drugs that are not intended for them, be it legal or illegal, obviously the legal drugs are not intended for them, and we hope they already know that the street drugs aren't. But Explain that drugs are bad business. Yes, they can, like I said, they can be very uh, life-saving. They can be uh, help people lead healthy, productive lives if they're taken appropriately. But when they're not, they certainly can be dangerous and life-threatening. So we want to make sure they're not getting, getting into the wrong hands and that people are taking them appropriately. Yes, be smart and keep away from drugs. That's for the young, old, and the middle age. Thanks, Cal Simon, for being on Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. Thanks, Shana. Have a good night. Thanks. What a fascinating conversation, again, with Cal Simon. Well, right now, I want to go into another aspect of this conversation. Again, we are putting the spotlight on heroin use, uh, the abuse of drugs of any sort, of course, uh, that being street drugs uh, such as cocaine, crack cocaine, methamphetamine, whatever you want to call the drugs, but also prescription drug use also. So addiction is addiction. So right now, I want to bring in a woman that is celebrated. Uh, She herself has battled addiction. She's come out on top and she has canceled many, many people on addiction of alcohol and other drugs. Right now we have the one and only Sherry Graves is with us. 
It's Tuesday night, and we're on the national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. As you already know, we're putting the spotlight on illegal drug use here in the United States. In particular, we're talking about heroin. People call it many things, a smack, I think, uh, even H, uh, perhaps, or the dragon, whatever the street name or the culture, the hidden culture of drug use, uh, whatever it's uh, called or labeled as, uh, heroin is deadly, and we know illegal drug use is, if you're talking about crack cocaine, uh, cocaine, uh, abusing prescription drugs, whatever you're talking about. And tonight I'm so excited because we have a claimed, a certified alcohol and drug counselor. Sherry Graves is with us. How are you tonight? Hello, Shana. First of all, let me just say congratulations to you for celebrating two years on your awesome radio show. Thank you so much, Sherry. That means a lot coming from you. And for our national listeners out there, you may recall Sherry Graves has been on before. She is a a best-selling popular author, so we talked to her about her amazing life journey. And I'm so glad to have you back on for another topic tonight, and that's drug use and actually uh, rehabilitation and kicking the habit of drugs. Thank you, Shane. It's always a pleasure to come on Let's Talk America. Thank you, Sherry. Sherry, I want to go right to it. You know, um, drugs has plagued our society for a very long time. Uh, it simply has. You know, drug abuse uh, has no exact face to it because it can be anyone. Every ethnicity group, every economic class, every educational uh, background has been impacted by drugs. If our national listeners themselves um, have never abused drugs, and that's great and be thankful for that, but I'm sure they have a family or friend or community member who has, so that is no secret. You know, in many aspects, uh, the drug world is a hidden culture, Sherry. How does the secrecy that uh, surrounds drug use, in particular heroin and IV drug use, how does this impact true rehabilitation? Well, you know, Shana, you're, you're absolutely right. Drugs have plagued our society for as far back as even I can remember. You know, growing up in New York City in the hood, even as a young child, I saw drug dealers selling drugs right in my neighborhood, right on my street corner. And I myself became a product of the environment that I grew up around. You know, I got involved with drugs as a teenager, and it progressed from there. I got caught up in the crack cocaine epidemic during the 1980s. So I know from personal experience that secrecy is a classic sign of drug addiction. And I kept my drug use a secret for years. Mm. And although I have been drug-free for the past 20 years, Shayna, I can remember very, very clearly hiding my addiction from my family members. You know, for for years, they didn't even know that it had escalated out of control until it was too late. Mm. But in response to your question, I believe secrecy steals, kills, and destroys. And let me explain what I mean. It's like it steals the opportunity to get honest about addiction and recovery, Shayna, and it kills the chance to receive help and healing for your addiction. And then it also destroys the chance to grow and find your true purpose for living clean and sober. So it impacts us in many, many ways. Yes. You know, and and you're you're so right because it will kill and destroy any truth, obviously, the secrecy. And, and, you know, in all fairness, Sherry, when it comes to drug use, but really when you're talking about any topic or subject, we have to be transparent. We have to be truthful, but especially 
especially something that can be as challenging as taking a drug or alcohol a habit. Of course, you know, there's a hidden world there where uh, a lot of times, especially if you're talking about any drug, but heroin in particular, um, you know, I know they uh, may tend to hang around individuals that are also uh, users. Uh, there can often be code talk. Is that right for that drug addict use among themselves that a lot of times uh, individuals that are not using may be uh, baffled or really naive to, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's like a whole culture. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, addicts can find another addict in any city, in any corner, yeah. in any crack. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yes, yeah, definitely a culture. And, you know, the people that are involved in it definitely know the street codes to, you know, to get what they need. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm, very disturbing. But we know rehabilitation and healing is possible. It's Tuesday night, and we're with Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. We're putting the spotlight on illegal drug use in America. America. It is very real. It is very relevant. If it is not impacting you right now as you're sitting and listening to the show, we're putting the spotlight on heroin. Obviously, we just had Cal Simon with us. He is with a national advocacy group. He offered his perspective on why perhaps drug use and heroin and opiates in particular um, has taken a spike increase in use uh, from his perspective. Right now, we have acclaimed and celebrated um, Arthur and also a certified alcohol and drug counselor. Sherry Graves is with us. And this is a different angle from what our previous guests uh, offered. We're talking about rehabilitation, uh, the nitty-gritty of it. You know, Sherry, kicking the habit of drugs, uh, I can only imagine it's tough and extremely challenging, but I know it can be achieved. You have done it. There are other individuals who have succeeded on that front. You know, briefly explain the necessary steps for Sherry to truly conquering and defeating drug addiction. You know, Shana, I think each individual um, has to look into their particular situation. But for me, I know that I consider it, I consider stopping drug use as a journey. And what I mean by that is that there will be ups and downs. Yes. However, many people can and do beat their addiction at the end of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Recognizing that they have an addiction is a very difficult thing to do. And many people enter into self-denial about their habit. However, if you realize that you have a drug problem, then you have taken the first and the most important step to beating your addiction. Now, treatment cannot begin without you being aware of your addiction. And more important than that is being prepared to do something about it. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, anyone who admits that they have a drug problem is doing something which requires requires a great deal of courage because it's not easy, Shana, to admit to yourself or others that you are addicted, yes. you know, but, but doing so means that you are ready to be treated. Mm. So once an addiction has been diagnosed, then the next step is treating that addiction. So there is good news because help is available. Yes. You know, breaking an addiction involves a combination of approaches, which include medication, counseling, therapy, and support groups. You know, some people will require more help than others, but it is important to realize that addiction affects both the mind and the body. Yeah. So a multiple approach is required. Sometimes you need, you may need support groups, uh, such as Narcotics Anonymous or Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay. These types of support groups offer daily meetings to promote drug-free living and a support network of other individuals Beautiful. who have con conquered their addiction. So, and then 
there is also residential substance abuse counseling programs for people in need of more intense rehabilitation. But, you know, what you have to do is be prepared to make changes to many, if not all, aspects of your life. And this can mean changing your friends, a job, you know, and while this isn't easy, it is extremely important to remove yourself from those things which could cause you to relapse. And, of course, uh, keeping connected to a recovery support group and also obtaining a sponsor for daily contact are all very important to maintaining long-term sobriety. Beautiful, beautiful. And I know you say everyone is different, every individual, uh, just like any other medical health concern, it's best to consult with a medical team um, that can get you on board, a medical team, support team of some sort. You know, Sherry, you said something I want to touch on. You said drugs affect not just the body, but also the mind. Because, you know, I think that's important because I have heard, uh, naively enough, individuals who mean well, and um, I I assume they were not on drugs or abusing drugs at the time, they would say, you know, I, I wouldn't get addicted because, you know, my mind is too strong. I wouldn't be that weak. And I've always cringe when I hear people say that because to me, and this is my perspective, I'm not trained like you by any means on drug addiction and rehabilitation for individuals, but it to me it has nothing to do with being strong or weak enough because I'm like, it's an addiction. So the body actually needs it and wants it and we all know there's research that supports that. So I just want you to reiterate to the individuals listening out there who may be 20, who may be 45 or maybe 65, but just explain that misnomer that I think a lot of people have of, you know, I, I'm not weak enough to get addicted to drugs because I could handle it and it would never handle me, right? Because, I mean, that, to me, that's baffling. What are your views on it? Well, you know, Shannon, you're absolutely right because addiction is just like any other disease, yes. you know, and there's progression with any other disease. And it's the same thing with the drugs. And this notion that, you know, I I won't get addicted, and, you know, I went through that. I never thought that I would have gotten addicted to, you know, street drugs. I started out, you know, smoking marijuana, and it went from that progress to, you know, other things. And so, no, I want everyone in your listening audiences to know that please don't believe that at all, that, you know, you can control it. The drugs control you. That's right. It changes everything about you, and there is no um, I'm stronger than the drug. That's right. The drug is an addiction. That's why we call it addiction. Or dependence, you know what I mean? Because you have no power over that drug. So I don't want anyone to, you know, get it confused. Thank you for sharing that because, again, I've heard that information being put out by individuals, and I'm just like, that that's not true, and that's from right. my perspective because, right. yeah, it's absolutely with, not. You know, like I said at the top of our conversation, Sherry, you know, when it comes to addiction, there is no face of it. There is no face of strength. There's no face of weakness. There's no face of wealthy or poor. It affects any and everybody. It truly is an equal uh, opportunity option in this world, and that is drugs and, of course, drugs addiction, of course, which uh, is very dangerous. And I want to reiterate, of course, I may be saying the obvious, but drug addiction also can be fatal. And I know, Sherry, you being a certified and celebrated alcohol and drug counselor, we reiterate that to our national audience because there are many times individuals do OD and die, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, actually on a daily basis, you know what I mean? And working in various hospitals here in, you know, Georgia, unfortunately, I have had situations where some of our clients have had the unfortunate uh, experience of overdosing. And I can't tell you, Shana, it's just heartbreaking. It's, you know, it's just 
number one, it's very scary and it's very sad yes. that someone would, you know, have to experience that because sometimes, you know, some people just don't get it. You know, um, we see the television shows, we see commercials, we see so much information warning people about the consequences, you know, the dangers and consequences of drug use. Yeah. But, you know, some people don't believe it until they find themselves in a situation. Absolutely, unfortunately. You know, talking about people, we know no one lives in a box, right? We all um, affect people. We all have extensions of ourselves, especially when it comes to family and friends. And so many family and friends, Sherry, want to help, right? Right. They say, you know, I believe she has a crack problem. I believe she has a heroin problem. I believe uh, the prescription drugs have gotten uh, worse. I believe she's on method, you know, methamphetamine, whatever the drugs are. And obviously there are lots out there, um, you know, that individuals can experiment with and obviously become addicted to. How can family and friends help? to fight, to help in the fight to beat drug addiction? Because, I mean, you know that it's a huge beast of a situation, drug abuse is. And, you know, I think a lot of times mothers, fathers, brothers, and sisters feel helpless. They, You know, they say, this drug has overtaken them. I don't know my brother anymore. My sister would have never done that. She would have never stolen from our mother. You know, what can a family or a friend sincerely do to help, or can they even help? Well, you know, that's a very good question, Shana. Um, first of all, an addict's behavior directly affects loved ones yeah. and those in their immediate proximity, right? Yeah. So anyone actively engaged in addiction to drugs or alcohol will likely be engaged in behaviors that neg negatively affect marriages, your home, family life, education, yeah. employment, you know, finances, legal, and health, right? So in relationships and family life, it's the addict's mood swings and their erratic behaviors that can cause extreme difficulty for everyone else in the home. Okay. Um, the people most affected by an addict's behavior is usually parents, children, or spouses, and, and they will experience the ripple effect of addiction and, and physical, emotional, and financial consequences. But, you know, however, in response to how families can help in the fight to beat drug yeah. addiction, most quality addiction treatment centers they do include family family recovery as a part of their core program. Okay. Now, getting an understanding on addiction requires insight into a group dynamic, um, and sometimes all, you know, they have support groups such as Al-Anon, family groups. These programs exist to offer guidance to anyone whose life is affected by addiction. Yeah. The family can also um, seek uh programs such as Al-Anon, Alateen, Nar-Anon. These are 12-step programs, for, especially for the families and friends of alcoholics and addicts. And, okay. you know, Shani, the most thing, just like with anything else, is just becoming educated okay. about addiction so that they can have a better understanding to what it means and, and, and what it involves. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And being around other families, getting that support, talking to other family members about their own personal experiences, you know, and the realities of addiction and recovery can help as well. Mm, knowledge is power. Awareness is key. And especially for uh, loving family members, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and those guardians, those mothers and fathers, Sherry, because, you know, I will tell you this uh, myself, looking at other media news outlets and hearing some of the uh, street names or uh, common names, if you will, of drugs uh, that are out there, uh, you would necessarily think, unless you're educated on it, that they're talking about illegal drug use. You know, I think uh, one term is Molly. 
Um, you know, I was one of those individuals that thought that was a name of a, of an individual, a female. And, you know, obviously come to find out, Molly is a, a common term that a lot of young individuals will use when they're talking about an illegal drug um, that they uh, abuse or use. You know, so I think you're right. It's important to be educated uh, to your point, to, uh, to the point where if they're already addicted and getting rehabilitation help, but also on the front end of parents or guardians or godmoms and aunts and uncles to know what our kids can even be introduced to, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we have to start educating our youth, you know, and I focus my program, um, Beyond Your Scars, to targeting our youth because that's where it started for me, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes, that and that's important. You know, and many individuals, to your point, do experiment as young individuals. Not all who go on to be addicts, but uh, a lot of experimentation does start early. You know, uh, let's talk about something. I want to touch on it before you get out of here. You said you want to focus on the youth. From your perspective, and you have a lot of professional experience, you know, and also you have some personal experience that you have been so bold and courageous to share with us previously and tonight. How early should a parent or guardian talk about illegal drug use with the kids? Because a lot of times it's the white elephant in the room, Sherry. You know, they talk about education, and you talk about manners, and parents will talk about faith and and religion. They'll talk about a lot of things, but a lot of well-intended parents and guardians miss the conversation of drug use, even though there may be an uncle who is abusing drugs or a parent or grandparent who's had a substance abuse problem. It's just the white elephant in the room nobody wants to bring up. From your professional experience, is it ever too early? Well, you know, for the parents and the guardians that are listening, the best piece of advice that I can offer to encourage our young people as far as staying drug-free is, first of all, just um, to take a look at my life experiences. You know, as a certified alcohol and drug counselor today, I live every day sharing my testimony with our youth and letting them know the truth about drugs. You know, um, I feel like my story is a living testimony that drugs can and they do kill. Um, You know, I've had girlfriends, Shana, that unfortunately they didn't make it out of that drug lifestyle. You know, two of them were killed by drug dealers and another one died after contracting AIDS. And it's only by the grace of God that I'm here today. But, you know, I do have reminders from that lifestyle that I have to live with every single day. And like I said, it's been 20 years since um, my drug use, but I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the hurt and pain caused by that lifestyle. You know, um... And I'm going to answer your question, but I just wanted to say that I started my company, Beyond Your Scars, um, to tell my story and to help other people to be able to live successfully beyond their scars, you know. And in the book, I wrote a book, A Fire Within, Someone Set the Fire and Left Me for Dead, and I'm very transparent, sharing personal experiences, including the drug addiction. Um, I didn't sugarcoat any of it, you know. I talked about the dirt and the grime and everything that comes along with that lifestyle, and I did that purposefully because I wanted my readers to know that, you know, I was only, um, I was very young, like I said, when I started experimenting with drugs, but, you know, I never dreamed uh, in a million years that very first time smoking marijuana that I would end up, you know, becoming addicted to crack cocaine many years later, but throughout those years, I learned one very important lesson, uh, and that was one hit is never enough and a thousand is too many. Mm. You know, so my professional and my personal opinion is that, you, you know, using drugs is like suicide. Um, it robs you of everything. Yes, it Your does. morals, values, pride, dignity, and everything, motivation, and you end up losing the respect and the love from, of your family. But in terms of 
how early parents should start talking to their children. Well, national studies show that the average age when a child first tries alcohol, for example, is 11 years old. Okay. Marijuana, 12 years old. And many kids start becoming curious about these substances even sooner. Yes. Now, just as a parent would protect their child against illnesses like a chicken pox yes. or whatever, um, you want to protect them against drug use by giving them the facts before they are in a risky situation. You know, when a child doesn't feel comfortable talking to their parents, they'll seek answers from somewhere okay. else, like I did. And and most of the times, those sources are not reliable. Correct. So, you know, um, kids who aren't properly informed are at a greater risk of engaging in un unsafe behaviors and experimenting with drugs. Yes. You know, and Sherry, I'll say this, obviously, and I know you would, you know, echo this, there has to be some truthness as guardians and loving community members, we have to relate to our children about drug use. And, and, and perhaps I'm, I'm not necessarily advocating, obviously, for parents to say what their experiences were. But I think it's fair, wouldn't you say, if the experience was negative, and I'm, it should be, it is always going to be when it comes to drugs, or talk about addiction that exists in the family already, right? Let's not avoid the conversation that there is an uncle who's abusing alcohol or drugs. Would you agree? I absolutely agree, Shana, because I, as, as a matter of fact, I would think it would be a little hypocritical if they didn't okay. become completely honest because yeah. how can you say to your child, oh, don't do this, and then suppose the child finds out later on in life that you did it, and okay. then that trust factor is going to be, um, you know, misconstrued because you didn't tell me that you did it, but you're telling me not to do it. Okay. So, of course, it's, you know, there's going to be, you have to find that balance with what you're going to tell them, but the like we talked about, the most important thing is just educating them on the dangers and the consequences and the risk factors involved, you know, and those different kinds of things, and just to get that point across. And this is a conversation. This isn't really an ongoing conversation. I don't think it's like a one-time yes. conversation. Yes. I think as they continue to mature and grow, that you need to reinforce and, you know, check in with them. You know, how are you doing? How's it going right. at school? And, you know, because these things are real. They're happening. Yes, every they If you don't talk about about it at home, believe me, they're going to be talking about it at outside in the community, Absolutely. at school. They're going to be talking about it at the bus stop. They're going to see some of their friends that are involved in these, um, you know, in the drug activity. And if they are not informed, that's the risk right there. So they need to be as informed as possible mm. so that they can prevent themselves from being in those situations when they, when they present themselves. The national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. We are wrapping up a powerful and groundbreaking conversation with acclaimed certified alcohol and drug counselor Sherry Graves out of Atlanta metropolitan area of Georgia. We put the spotlight on illegal drug use tonight. She shared some valuable information. I hope everyone was taking mental notes, if not written notes, because she truly provided information to try to prevent drug abuse on every level. Level, and she just wrapped up a segment about our children and to be upfront and honest because prevention is the key. Sherry, you're always a friend here on Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. We have to have you back on. You have so many uh, gifts to share, and we're thankful for it. Before you leave us, Sherry, how can our national listeners uh, learn more about you or connect with you? Shana, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be on your radio show because it's so informational. Thank um, you. People can follow me on social media, uh, hashtag Beyond Your Scars, um, and I'm also on Facebook, but I do like to provide a business number where I can be contacted. It's 
917-755-4264. And thanks again, Shane. I love you. Thank you so much, Sherry. Keep sharing the information and keep it going. Thank you. All right. Have a great one. Wow, knowledge is power, and applied knowledge is even more powerful. What a show, what a new segment tonight. Again, your award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton, did put the spotlight on drug abuse, drug awareness. We talked about opiates, uh, illegal drug use with prescription medication, and street drugs such as heroin. And we came full circle talking about rehabilitation and having hope and the inspiration to know that it is possible to get off of drugs. So if you're listening to my voice, if you heard the powerful segment with Sherry Graves, even with Cal Simon, and you have battled with addiction or you're thinking about it, wherever you are in your process, you can be helped, you can be saved. Please make the first step. If you've done it before and you happen to fall off the wagon, it's okay. Take the first step again. You have to keep trying to become clean and sober and be the best you can be. What a show tonight. But we're not done yet. Are you looking for a family-based radio talk show that addresses the relevant issues and concerns of today? You have found the right option. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is your award-winning radio talk show that's for every member of the family. We feature meaningful conversations each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our brand-new website by visiting www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is Talk radio with substance. Tune in. That's right. Tune in. Stay with us next Tuesday night. Same time, same place, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do connect with us. One-stop shop. Visit our newly designed website, www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Well, if you know me, if you've listened to me before on this show, you know I love great music as much as I love great conversation. And tonight we have a special musical treat from TB2. TB2, we have featured his music before. He is a gospel and inspirational vocalist who has real talent. This new uh, track, it is brand new, truly. It is titled Save Me. Save Me by TV2 featuring A.D. Mills. The music will take us home, everybody. Keep the conversation going. Make a difference in your community. All content original. Copyright 2015 by Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.